It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. As well, uh, we've got a... Foxsports.com.au's Jacob Polychronus on as well. Polly, how are you, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, Phil. Good to speak with you again. I'm assuming you you could you tuned in and, and heard all that as well. Um, wow. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm speechless in terms of just how crazy uh, that series ended over the last few days. Uh, and obviously, there's already been uh, ramifications in India. Well, things turned ugly quite quickly, didn't they? And mm. uh, it's, I think, just the the, the gravity of the situation. Um, yeah, it really sort of hits home when it's making this big news in the middle of an Ashes series, even <laughs> over here. Um, and and you're right in in terms of um, you know things have started moving pretty quickly after that with Virat Kohli, as you mentioned, stepping down from the Test captaincy, having. Uh, in recent months, done the same with um, the T20 and, and the one-day roles. And it's, I suppose it's sort of it's sad that it's kind of unraveled to this effect. I think what we were listening to before, uh, you know, represented some, some pretty ugly scenes um, and things we don't really want to see in our game. Uh, what he's um, referring to is some pretty bombshell claims there. I'm sure none yeah. of us can sort of really um, shed any, any sort of light on there. But I, I just think when... You've got someone who thinks that they can kind of um, make those sort of claims in the middle of a test match and, and well, from most reports, has sort of got away with it in terms of a official sanctions from the ICC. It's quite remarkable. But, you yeah. know, I just personally, I thought it was a pretty ugly look and something that we don't really want to see in our game. Yeah, and, I mean, there are so many angles to, to hit this at. But just quickly, uh, that pitch, um, because I know a lot of people have – have been saying, well, yeah, he shouldn't have made those accusations, but that DRS decision was, uh, was, was pretty crazy. It did look as though it, um, you know, it hit him underneath the, the knee roller. And it was surprising that that ball from Ashwin was in fact going to be going over the stumps, uh, you know, giving Dean Elgar, uh, the South African skipper, new South African skipper, another chance. But, I mean, I watched I watched most of that day five uh, action, and the pitch was crazy. The ball was bouncing a, a, a ton. What were your thoughts? Oh, I mean, I think you're actually pretty bang on in terms of the actual review itself. I, I was probably pretty surprised to see that going over. Mind you, I have seen a few questionable ones, not just in, in South Africa, but they do tend to spring up from time to time. Um, I, I can actually remember one sort of earlier in this series. I think it might have been Nathan Lyons abroad. I want to say maybe in Adelaide, and it sort of hit him on the shin and, and Hawkeye showed that it was sailing miles over the bales, which was a bit bizarre. So they do happen. Mm. Um, personally, I didn't, as I've sort of been in national mode, didn't see enough of the test myself to know if that was a, a real pattern that was sort of starting to emerge. Uh, on that day, but you, you know, at, at the end of the day, I think these things do happen. You sort of have to wear them on the chin when they do, because you'd like to think at, at some point it has worked in your favour, um, whether whether it has before or will in the future. 
Yeah, that's it. it. You know, it is technology. So even if it's not 100% accurate, it's it's more accurate than the bloke standing behind the stumps still. So I suppose <laughs> there's that aspect to it. Were you surprised that uh, Coley did step down, uh, you know, following on from this? Obviously, it's a, it's a controversial situation. Um, but, I mean, I, I didn't see this coming. I, I guess I did, like the timing of it did surprise me. Um, but I think it has kind of been been trending in this sort of direction for Vera Coley for some time. And we we all know the century drought that he's going through now. Um, I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but it's really starting across all formats, becoming quite large. He's still, you know, his T20 numbers have still been fantastic. And obviously don't make the century in that format too often. But mm. his test numbers, I think he's been averaging less than Mitchell Stark over the past couple of years. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, Ravi Shastri out of the coaching position now as well, who we, who we sort of had forged such that such a strong bond with, where those two were really, uh, they were really everything for, for Indian cricket there for a while. And so I think the support and perhaps like the public perception around Virat Kohli is still massively popular and still has, has a lot of fans. But I think there was a little bit of a groundswell sort of starting to form in India, particularly after the Australia um, series here where Jinka Rahane led the team for uh, mm. three of those four tests and, and, and did so admirably. So I think, you know, people sort of started to see that, you know, Jarrett Coley isn't the be-all and end-all of this team. And yes, obviously, he still has position within it. But in terms of uh, his pure leadership credentials, um, he wasn't everything and he wasn't bigger than the team. And so I think perhaps the South Africa series, that's where it sort of really started to hit home. And he, he was starting to take some of the headlines for the wrong reasons, of course. And mm. so maybe we shouldn't be that surprised that it did sort of bring his uh, his resignation forward a little bit. Yeah, and just a moment to reflect. He took over uh, the the captaincy in 2014. India were ranked uh, seventh in the world at that point. He obviously took them to number one in the world. He's 33 years old now and, and still averages uh, a fraction over 50 with the bat. Uh, do you see him sticking around in this team uh, now just to potentially with a little bit less pressure now that he's given up the the captaincy position? How do you see it playing forward from here for Coley? I mean, as a player, I think he still has so much to give. Uh, he should really still be pretty close to, to his prime years, as a, certainly as a test batsman anyway. Um, and so I don't, I don't think we see him go away from this team anytime soon. But it will be interesting to see how it plays out because he's just such a larger-than-life sort of figure. And it can be a little bit difficult to have people who are such uh, influential people who aren't in official leadership uh, positions. So mm. I think that's going to be something for, the, uh, for India to, to manage. Um, I think it will be tough, and I think it's going to take sort of a lot of... Uh, but just a lot of maturity on Coley's end to to ensure that he does take properly take a backward step, um, and and things don't sort of start getting confused. But I, I mean, I, I think it, it probably is too premature to start saying that it's time for him to to uh, move aside completely, um, just yeah. because he, he, you know, perhaps one of the perhaps the greatest multi-format batsman of all time we're talking about here. So I think yeah, I think he still has plenty to give. Of course, uh, honestly, I. I not just in cricket. I can't remember the last time in a, a sporting series we've seen both captains walk away. Uh, you know, normally it's one off the back of a, you know, a, a heavy defeat or a, a shocking uh, effort or something like that. But for both captains to walk away uh, following a series, that's that 
it, it's been, it, surely it's been a long time since that's happened. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of a, a time myself. Um, that I, I think all we can sort of start to put it down to is just the, the times that we're in at this point. Uh, and I just think the last two years, especially for cricketers who go on long tours and, and have done many within bubbles and, and things like that, I just think it has really put things into perspective um, for, for cricketers across the globe. And so, you know, particularly India, they've been quite busy. I uh, can't so much speak uh, for South Africa, but yeah, I just think it's, you know, whether or not we'd see that outside of the pandemic, um, maybe not, but yeah, it has been <laughs> tough for the cricketers. And so I'm not too surprised to see it happen now. Oh, Polly, I, I was about to, to cut you off there and say, mate, you can't blame COVID for this, surely, but you've actually done a, a pretty good job of, of, uh, <laughs> of explaining that. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You're, you're an Adelaide uh, lad, aren't you? That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you must be up and about. It, you know, Kokonakis uh, wins a title. Travis Head hundreds. Even the Adelaide Strikers won a big bash game this week. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's. I mean, for the Strikers, it's sort of coming good at the wrong end now. Um. Oh, well, I mean, the right end. If we didn't leave the run so late, I suppose. But yeah, you're absolutely <laughs> right. Um, Kokonakis is a big win, and and, and Travis Head. I mean, I've been one of. Travis Head's biggest supporters for for years, and yes, per, perhaps a little bit of home hometown uh, favoritism comes into that. But I just think he's been uh, amazing. But, you know, just watching him, that I think has been. You, you know, there, there are some talk about him sort of reinventing himself, but I don't really think that's the case. I think Travis has always sort of been this kind of dashing left-hander who can can provide that counter punch, and I actually think he maybe went a little bit into his shell, particularly during that 2019 Ashes series. And, and what I think he's doing now, I think he's just really leaning into his strengths and, and you know, what he's delivering now for Australia, I think is fantastic. You've got a number five there. You can do the role for well, several years to come. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And I, I've only I've got one final question for you, Polly, uh, but it, it, it sort of links to what, what you were saying there. I mean, yeah, some of these uh, Aussies uh, down in Hobart, they know that they they're eventually going to get out to a good ball with the you know the the ball just seaming off off that green top in all sort kinds of directions. So may as well just play your shots on on the way out. You know, head's done a, a good job of that. What is, so the question is, what are you expecting uh, day three down in Hobart? Steve Smith obviously at the crease right now has a real good chance on a on a flattening wicket to go big today. What are you expecting from the Aussies uh, on day three? Yeah, I think we'll probably see them go on this. I mean, it kind of depends how much it has flattened out. Like you said, I, I kind of thought, and I think many thought, it might have done quicker. The amount it was doing deep deep into England's innings and then, of course, during the night session was, was crazy. It was mm. just a, it turning into a bit of a minefield out there. So it's not easy. I think Barnett and, and Travis Head in that first inning sort of really set the template about how you kind of have to get after it, otherwise it's going to get you, um, as you alluded to, too. So I don't necessarily, I don't think we all of a sudden see a, a full-blown test match break out today. I think I think after, obviously there's plenty of time for these batsmen to try and get themselves in again. Um, but I reckon we see pretty similar from Travis Head once Scott Boland eventually departs. I think he's probably going to get after it. And Steve Smith, there's, I think there's just like a little bit of an edge about him in this game. I think, you know, he's missed out so far this series. Um, and, and to be honest, hasn't had too many chances to go big. Um, and, and this does tend to be when he thrives. Um, obviously, he didn't in the first innings this time around, but mm. coming to the crease early, and, and oh, that, was, that was such a tough 
10 overs or so for him to bat out last night. And, and he got the job done, so I think he's going to be walking tall heading into today. And I think, yeah, I think he's just sort of got a bit of a score to settle. So I reckon we see Smith and Head take this game away from, from England fairly quickly. And mm. from there, I think it's, you know, anything over 250 is going to be pretty yeah. tough for England to, yeah. to chase. But yeah. Get yeah. out, of, out, of, out of control from there. Fingers crossed Steve Smith can go big today. A big thank you to uh, Jacob Polychronus for jumping on. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.